again, me. making me sound like the thirstiest bitch on this podcast. Okay. When, like, as if we weren't all thinking it. What's the Welcome to season three, episode four of the podcast, where we watch that episode of a television show completely out of context with the rest of the series. It's late enough in the show to be good and early enough in the season to make sense. I'm Lisa. And I'm Adam. And we're here with Maximilian Harms. Hello, hello. Maximilian <laughs> Harms, the coolest name I have heard this year. Gotta say, really freaking cool name. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's it's up there. I get that quite a bit. Hell yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's that your last name is also Harms. Harms. Like you, it's very German. Yeah. It's a right You sound like you're... Maximilian Arms. Literally, like, gonna be the next character of the Expendables. Like, you're gonna be the lead in the Expendables 4, you yeah. know? You know what? And that's interesting. <laughs> I've heard, like, James Bond villain. Uh, like, it makes how about that, too? Right. Yeah. I was thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger's twin brother <laughs> in, I guess, the Expendables, right? <laughs> right. Please, yeah. in that. Please, played by Danny DeVito. Please revitalize kids. Revitalize twins! Hey, I'm Maximilian Hart! I'm Maximilian Hart! It, it, what was that movie? Why did they you think know it made sense? I never saw it. I saw the VHS cover at my local family video as a kid. Uh-huh. And I felt like I knew the movie. Right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's like these two goofballs. Yeah. Right. What was the one where Arnold got pregnant? Junior or? <laughs> I know what you're talking I yeah, did yeah. see that one, but I don't remember it. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure it's Junior. Junior. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has... Uh, he has a wild and varied career. Yeah, uh, we watched <laughs> for junior. no reason. Uh, we watched um, Terminator in Spanish recently. Did okay, the Spanish language Terminator. Um, and how did the Spanish dub fare? It was pretty dang good. It was pretty oh, dang good. good. But like, we couldn't understand most of it. Um, of what the Spanish dub of Terminator? Oh yeah. Um, and, but Lisa <laughs> was just like, "Okay, this is the scene where we're where they're gonna fuck. <laughs> this is the scene where they're gonna fuck." And like, she was just ready for them to to fuck the whole time. Okay. And then when we got to it, they cut it out because you're it was the, yet again TV. making me sound like the thirstiest bitch on this podcast. Okay. When like as if we weren't all thinking it. How many times in this episode are you gonna say, "Well, they should probably fuck"? In Seinfeld? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, if George and Elaine had fucked, it would have been way less awkward. You think? I feel like it would have been more more awkward, right? It felt like the kind of conversation you have with someone that you've, you know, had sex with, but still have nothing in common to talk about, right? Which I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think that's you a, might be that right. might be an episode. <laughs> oh, of no. Might be an episode. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> We're like the sex is so good, but the conversation is so bad. That's, oh, that God. is the episode. It's where <laughs> oh, no. Jerry describes it's like his uh, his head, his brain, and his penis playing a game of chess, and then he turns around, <laughs> looks at his dining room table, and he sees a kind of blurred out Jerry Seinfeld with a brain for hair, being like. Well, it's your move, penis. Oh, and then, no! <laughs> it's, and then he's sitting across from a kind of blurred out Jerry Seinfeld with a dickhead looking helmet. <laughs> being like, you think you can beat me? <laughs> oh, my God. That's I actually a really win. good impression. <laughs> this week we watched Seinfeld. <laughs> In case you didn't get it. A show that aired on NBC from 1989 to 1998. The IMDb summary of this show is... The continuing misadventures of neurotic New York City stand-up comedian Jerry Seinfeld and his equally neurotic New York City friends. That had New York City twice in there. Yeah, I don't know why you have to be you so don't specific. Know where it is? Uh, it's the fourth character, fifth character, <laughs> like Sex in the City. Like Sex in the City. <laughs> Do you think like Sex in the City that all these characters? I mean. Seinfeld is more likely that all these characters are serial killers. <laughs> but, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot we made that canon. <laughs> yeah, that's our that's our thought for oh, Sex no. in the City. They're okay. all serial killers. This episode <laughs> is titled "The Dog." It aired on October 9th, nineteen ninety one, and the episode summary is: Jerry is forced to care for the disobedient dog of a man he met on a plane. <laughs> Maximilian, why did you choose? 
this episode? Why'd you choose Seinfeld? So I should say that Seinfeld is probably one of my favorite shows. I'm a huge, huge fan of Larry David's writing. And what I like about this is that it was an episode written entirely by Larry David. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Larry David's writing style, I think, is really characterized by really kind of micro-analyzing mundane, everyday situations, which, as we've seen in this episode, that was a huge theme. It explores, I mean, each episode kind of follows individual stories of the four main characters. Jerry's is kind of out there with taking care of a stranger's dog, mm-hmm. but it, it, a lot of things have to line up for that right, thing to happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that one's a stretch, but Kramer's story arc in the episode is a pretty relatable one. He's trying to break up with a girl and he's uh-huh. having a rough time doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. George and Jesus. I can't. It's like the. Cru- Continue. Yeah. We will get back to it. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, and George and Elaine's plot is tied together because they find themselves being unable to relate to each other because Jerry is kind of their <laughs> friendship glue. Yeah. And without Jerry, they have nothing to relate yeah. to. So they're stuck in all these awkward pause conversations. Because and... they're both like awkward people. And exactly. Jerry is like a, a normal person who makes them... Like, he makes everyone more comfortable, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And they they have no, like, they have no developed relationship with each yes. other, whereas Jerry has uh, familiarity with each of them. The, the awkwardness felt the most Larry David to me. The fact that there were yeah. scenes with them silent, like, oh, how's the weather? It just felt like everything could have been Larry David, one in a brain cap, one in a penis cap, talking <laughs> exactly. to each other. Exactly. <laughs> well, and you actually, you did want to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. I did. I did. Oh, big, big so fan sad. of Curb. Yeah. Jacob Bernstein, who wrote our, our theme song. Who wrote our chose pretty sweet theme yeah. song. You know Jacob. I do, I do, yes. yes. Oh, yes, because, sorry, because uh, Max and I work together at <laughs> 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 Trader Joe's. Uh, all of our guests are people that we work with and know, Basically, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is our group of people. You got to yeah. accept it if you got if you want to listen to yeah. us. Capitalism has forced us to be friends with our coworkers. Oh, no. But, like, it's great. It's it great. Is. It's like, great. It's I found mean, family. Yeah. That's what we do. You meet very family. cool people that way. I agree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you love Larry David, and that's why you pick Seinfeld. Big fan. What did you think of this episode? I saw a lot of, I mean, as I said, I saw a lot of Larry David's writing influence over the episode. I think as far as a quotable Seinfeld, this one fell a little flat for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, with the exception of Kramer's big um, breakup speech. Oh my God. That's probably actually <laughs> one of the more famous Seinfeld Kramer clips is just the camera focusing in on Kramer, yelling at a woman whose face you never see during yeah. the episode just screaming at her this fierce breakup and then it cuts away and then cuts back to him begging for her yeah. to take him back. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of Michael Richards as a person after, like post his racial uh, rant and meltdown, um, <laughs> which we don't approve of, just for the record, <laughs> regardless of what you think of that aspect of him, like he, he does like, nobody else could play this role. Like right, he's right. so good yeah, as was, this neurotic. It sort was of... it was a very good neurotic. Like mm-hmm. ye- like the the person who has to yell at someone that they're yeah. a waste of space oh and time. God. Right. Uh, just to be like, just to <laughs> be able to break up with them. Just to be able to break up with him. But also, he says he wants to enjoy it. So this is, these are things right. yeah. he's saying because he'll enjoy breaking exactly. up. With exactly. There's there's like so many. There's like for all the characters in this episode, I noticed there's this huge. They play around with like what kind of communication style they are. Mm. Where like Jerry is so passive. Yeah. And Kramer's really aggressive. Yeah. And yes. Elaine and George are both passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like and and that's that's why Jerry's in this stupid situation with this dog. Cause exactly. he couldn't just say no. Yeah. The whole time he's on the plane then they're asking him him if he'll take the dog. All he does is Repeat the question back at them. The dog? <laughs> the dog? <laughs> also, a Jerry Seinfeld episode that starts with a plain joke. I mean, you can't get more... Right. You can't get more the, classic than that. This is inherently Seinfeld. Yeah, it's inherently We've Seinfeld. reached peak Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was interesting that with the show... Um, so Larry David, kind of famously on a friendly note, left uh, the showrunner role after the seventh season of the show. And I think Jerry took the helm at that point. And it's interesting because that's also when they cut out Jerry's stand-up. 
So it was almost like kind of Larry David being like, let's pepper some stand-up in there. I don't know if that was exactly (laughs) his call, but it's interesting that when Jerry kind of had the more say, he was like, now let's do less of my comedy. Let's just do more sitcom stuff. Yeah. I think he also... I mean, there was a point where Seinfeld took a break from comedy, too. So Mm -hmm. maybe they... I'd be interested to see if they coincide at all. Mm -hmm. But... 98, that's, yeah. That's just worth like, I <laughs> it's mean, worth seeing the difference, too, between, yeah. like, Seinfeld running it and David running it, you know? Yeah, it, it became a lot more um, absurd uh, when David <laughs> left, because he, he was much more focused on, you know, I think of episodes like The Contest. I don't know if either of you two know of that one. I, I, I had season one of Seinfeld on DVD. All uh, five episodes I, of it? All five <laughs> episodes of it. Um, and it's only five? That Very was short, like my, yeah. like, that was my attachment to Seinfeld. Okay. I had season five of Seinfeld. I had the best of seasons one through four of Friends on DVD <laughs> as well. And then I had season... I think four the, or five the of the Simpsons. The white boy television starter pack. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> that was my like my connection to all of these huge, like significant American '90s television shows. Was yeah. these like random ass packs of? Oh, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, they're. I'm not saying they're bad television because they're they're prolific. But I am saying that, like, the reason they are so successful is because of other gatekeeping that was happening. Mm, but, but they're, yeah. like, I don't want to negate, like, anything, any work that went into these shows either. Because yeah. they're all huge. Yeah. They're all huge. What is, like, so I understand, I mean, the fact that Seinfeld ended in 1998 and it's still on buses now. Like, I made this yeah. point in another episode we have. It's still on buses being right. like, Seinfeld at 5 and 7 p.m. Right. Uh, it's just, it's insane that that Why show is still, still in syndication. Like, it's still in, like, yeah. Why do you need to advertise Seinfeld? Why is, people are going to tune into it on television? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Absolutely, it's wild to me that that's so like why that it is still so significant of a show. I think it it has a lot to do with just how quotable that show was at the office mm-hmm. in the '90s, and oh, yeah. it, even still, I mean, if you bring up Seinfeld to a Seinfeld fan, you can shoot the shit for hours referencing Seinfeld. You know? ah. Max's favorite thing to do. Absolutely. Yes. I'll pepper them into my conversations yeah. all the time at work. It's the 90s it's version true. of The Office. Yes. Exactly. So it's like anyone who's watched this show or who is whose heart is in this show, right. they're, 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 they've got a grasp of the entire... My, my introduction to Seinfeld was like a friend from high school. Her boyfriend was really into it. Mm-hmm. And he described it as, um, like, it's a show about, like, they're all assholes. Like, they're all terrible people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. That's that's the show. There's nothing, like, redeeming about them. And they never get redeemed either. They're all just, like, you're seeing the worst of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, to that point, David has um, spoken about how what he likes to write in comedy scripts is he wants characters to kind of give in to their more neurotic thoughts that most people would censor yeah but rather than think like i'm gonna ask this woman this question and then not ask because it's a very rude thing to do mm-hmm. he makes a character be like no i gotta ask you a question about your kid you know like yeah. something about that right? <laughs> that really checks out for the curb episode, the curb exactly. episode we watched which, yeah. which episode was that uh the <laughs> angel food cake the pound cake oh pound yes cake oh, yeah. with yeah. the kids uh, yeah you can not mention the kid's giant dong. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But, gotta ask. Gotta yeah. bring it up. He and, has to. Yeah. And in this, you see it with Kramer, right? Where, like, he's telling her she's a waste of space. First of all, the irony and audacity of that. And the parallel with, like, how Jerry is treating this dog. That's right. Yeah. Yes. They, they both, like... Uh, because you you don't see either of them on screen, too. The, like, show itself is, like, exactly. both of these... Uh, both of these beings are so despised by the people whose lives they're in that they like they can't bother like yeah oh yes the show that it's about them they can't bother having these beings in them oh yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. I think you see a lot of um, it focuses on stimuli that affect the characters and not really the kind of actual stimulus that happens to the characters oh. a lot of things are told by the characters after they happen yeah or you see like 
shadows of people or you don't even see people who are talking to them, but you always see the visual reactions of the four main characters. Yeah. The contest, the episode I brought, the reason I brought that up earlier is because a lot of people considered that, even considered to this day to be like one of the best written examples of American sitcom writing, like of all time, the way that it kind of, what happens? So the theme is that, um, the four main characters have a contest to see who can go the longest without masturbating or engaging in sex. Uh, I have seen this. Who can be (laughs) the big term with that was like master of your domain. Uh So they're seeing who, so they all put in like a hundred bucks, see who can go the longest and it follows all four of them being really tempted right but so, that's not even this episode. no no no, no. Oh, that, but that's perfect sitcom writing because all of the characters are unified in their plot but have different like like different i guess different plots but are unified in their goal exactly yeah. exactly ah. I, it also famously um even though the entire episode was about masturbation and or having sex they never used those words specifically. That's oh. how you do it. So David found ways to write around it. Like uh, George <laughs> walks in and he's like, she caught me. And they're like, caught you doing what? Yeah. He's like, you know, yeah, I was alone. <laughs> they, they did that in this yeah. episode. Exactly. They're talking about the dog poop. They don't yeah. say the word poop exactly. shit or which, anything. Which I had noticed as well. And yeah. it was it was surprising to me because it seemed like I guess it felt very in New York to be like, oh, I've never even considered picking up a dog's poop. Like, like right. the I like really? that these characters had never no. considered that they would ever it, in their do you lives think do in that. In New thing. York, yeah. people just—it feels like leave a New Yorker mindset. Huh. No, no, I don't think they leave their shit around. But these characters <laughs> never thought they would have dogs. Exactly. Oh, certainly. And that feels like a very New York mindset. Yeah, of like, yeah, oh, I'll never fair. have a dog. I'll never pick mm-hmm. up their poop. Right. A little entitled. A yeah. Little, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, definitely in a bubble. Like, I think there's yeah. constant, there's constant, like, they're they exist in their own universe and world in such a way that a lot of times they can't fathom, like another way of thinking or or how like other people at all like how how are you living your life this way yeah exactly how could you possibly how how monumentally insane are you that like this is how you're living your life Mm -hmm. you're gonna pick up poop you know yeah Yeah. or i I feel like there's there's a lot of different examples of that on the show you know they're just like really self-centered characters incredibly but also, it's like kind of relatable too. Like exactly. that's what Larry David did that was genius. Is mm-hmm. like he knows you're thinking that, right? right. Yeah, that thought he crosses plays your into mind. It. Right, right. He he takes the things that people think they want to say but never say, and he gives you four characters who will just say it without we'll a second thought, and they put it out in the universe, and then whatever happens, yeah. happens. It should be a tragedy for all intents and purposes, but it's I, so absurd, yeah, you right? Think, like, 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 if I were to frame a sitcom to you right now, I would say it's a group of people that uh, are drawn together and brought together, and they're working against the greater world that is trying to oppress them in some exactly. some way. It mm-hmm. is trying to pressure them to not be together, and they're always coming back to each other because they love each other or because they ha- like have family bonds or because they like are unified around a common like ideal um and that would be like you know all sitcoms that are like family or workplace or something like that but this is a sitcom that's <laughs> for people who kind of hate each other um <laughs> And, but less than they hate and, other people. Yeah, and they they see the crazy things in the world, but they are also the crazier people in the world mm-hmm. too. I mean, yeah. I guess the guy with the dog is pretty insane too. He's this right. he's an yeah. alcoholic mm-hmm. British accent, way over the top, like <laughs> yeah, like he way made, over the top. He named his dog Farful. Farful, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's got, right, yeah. <laughs> he's got that like um like British or like uh um like old Hollywood accent, mm-hmm. like puppy, right? Exactly, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> his name is oh, Farful. No. I can't, even, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. You're pretty good. What does he say? Forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, why is he saying forty-five? Be- Bell's palsy. Bell's palsy. Yeah. Jerry's so infuriated and fed right. up with the yeah. situation he's been put in mm-hmm. that he really could have been a more active member in in that. Yeah. You know, but he's he's blaming it on this guy who has Bell's palsy. He's but he's so like 
in his own feels that he doesn't like believe this guy. Right. Yeah. He doesn't believe that well, this guy was believe, in the hospital. Do you believe the guy has Bell's balls? But why wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? Because he's an alcoholic. Released yeah. on Monday. <laughs> But there's no, but it, it's a moot point at that right, point. That's you know? true. Yeah, like Jerry's much. a pass, a passive person who is also just like angry about how his passiveness and will do nothing about it. Mm. The show is so good because it they can take something so benign and just make the whole thing about it. Right. Well, famously, the the show about nothing. Right. I mean, how many minutes <laughs> of a 22 minute episode were just George and Elaine? not knowing how to talk to each other. And there's a laugh track over... George had the line, so how long you live there? And a laugh track played over that. Like, yeah. And it was funny to see it happen, you know what I mean? Like, it, it... Just the very mundane things that David writes about versus... And this is what I talk about with, like, him leaving the show. Um, later episodes have, like, you know, have you heard of the Serenity Now? That's a very kind of quotable bit. No. no. George's dad practices a therapy technique called Serenity Now, where when you get angry, you just scream out, Serenity Now! <laughs> which catches on with Kramer. <laughs> of course. And, um, of course, it's really just bottling up your anger, so yeah. that eventually it just all gets let out. That's the totally the style, I guess, that the difference between Jerry and Larry, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Wait a second. I don't yeah. like saying that David together. David and Seinfeld. David and Seinfeld. And I, that's probably why it works so well. Because Jerry does, like, a lot of his comedy is... It's a bit more... Um, it looks at that. He thinks things are more egregious when they are really sort of a benign, small thing. He is also a bit more of a physical comedic actor than David. I feel like David's a bit more subdued. He's a little yeah. bit more he's a bit more of a vocalist with his comedy, right? Like he adopts a certain tone of voice and like uh-huh. a certain neurotic inflection, whereas Jerry's moving his hands around, the yeah, actor's on his mugging at right, some points. Right. Like at one point he he like turns away from them as he's realizing uh, uh, or they're they're trying to get him to stay and he they're like yeah sometimes it's better if you go to the theater right and like find your seats and then go to the bathroom he's like uh-huh sure and then he turns away and he goes he gives the, like the biggest <laughs> eye roll, big, like, <laughs> eye roll. And i was just like whoa that seems extreme exactly. but i guess yeah. we haven't watched a show in a long time where people do those kinds of facial right. expressions <laughs> yeah. totally Kramer is also, I mean, Kramer is a very physically present yeah. comedy Yeah. Just in how he enters the room. So forcefully. Like. So forcefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very physical. Like, like, it's such a fast entrance and such a, like, like he needs to, he needs say nothing um, and suddenly be in the scene. Like, right. his entrance is, is as if he was in the room right. because his lines follow so hard on what other people are exactly. saying. Exactly. Was this, is this in front of a live audience? Or I think this, so. Okay. I think so. I mean, it, it's like a 90s live audience, right? Yeah. So I'm sure there are signs saying like, laugh, 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 go. Right? <laughs> 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 Exactly. Like, even I think of uh, when George and Elaine are in the diner talking about Jerry's, uh, Jerry vomiting and right. they don't just laugh George like leaps from his chair is yeah. holding the spine of his chair and just like heaving over in laughter it's a very more physically present comedy whereas Curb I think by contrast is a lot more just eh, so tell me about your baby why do yeah. you do this with your baby it's true, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. a little bit more yeah. subdued when Elaine finally is like I'll stay with the dog rather than oh my god because her whole storyline with George rather than go with <laughs> With George and just George, she she would stay with the dog and just let jo- Jerry and George go to the movie. No, 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 no. Uh, she's staying with the dog because she wa- she doesn't want the dog to be taken to the hound. That's, Wait, that's, that's the moment, why? That's yeah. the moment when, when Jerry's like, yeah, we're taking the dog to the pound. Pack up your stuff. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'll stay with the dog. I don't want you to take it to the pound and like kill it basically elaine selectively wow. has an interesting moral compass in the show <laughs> that's a pretty common recurring theme is it's um as soon as things are kind of starting to hit the fan for somebody or something elaine will kind of step in and try to be like the bigger person about it wow but then other times she'll be savage. as neurotic if not more neurotic incredibly savage to people oh my god <laughs> yeah later in the series when she runs the jay peterman catalog she's 
<laughs> brutal. Right. But she wouldn't. She wouldn't do it to a dog. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, also, what drink were they making in the beginning? Because oh, an egg cream. cream. Egg cream. Egg cream. What? So it's a New York thing, right? Yeah. They're like, there's. Explain I think there was chocolate me. syrup uh-huh. and milk and soda water. That sounds not good. You're wrong. <laughs> Admittedly, I've never had it, but um, yeah. And there's egg in it. No. There's no egg. No egg. Oh, so it's just a fizzy chocolate. It's milk. what I said. It's chocolate milk. It's chocolate and and or it's it's syrup, milk and soda water. So why is it called an egg cream? Probably because know. it looks a little frothy when you mix yeah. it up. And it doesn't have to be chocolate. It can. There's they do all sorts of different syrups, but the important ingredients are soda and milk. I don't like it. It does. I don't like it. Yo. I'm done. I don't like it. But you'll have a root beer float. No. Oh, what? Okay. You're a maniac. <laughs> All right. Well, we're done working together. Well, it guys, we're nice wonderful working you. with yeah. you. Uh, have a good fucking That's life. where I draw the line. That's my weird moral compass. Yeah. Dairy and carbonation. <laughs> that's what does it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of moral compasses, when they're, when, when Kramer comes over to tell them... <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's gonna yeah. Up with them. But, yeah. <laughs> that they got back together. He no, comes before in, then. Oh, oh, then and he was Jerry, going to break up. So yeah. they're talking about like how how much they don't like her and they mm-hmm. support him in this. And Jerry is like, I'm surprised somebody hasn't killed her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And, and again, talking about like being about mundane things when you think about like having that friend who's trying to leave a relationship and like you're Aww. thinking do i support them are they gonna stay together i don't want to say something <laughs> have them stay together and now yeah. i've just talked a bunch of shit about their partner yeah Ooh. especially yeah in that moment right. like which is why after they talk a bunch of shit when kramer's just like hey i remember what you said about her i'm taking my pot and i'm out of here uh-huh. like, we also, don't know each other in the hall how fucked up because kramer said way worse things yeah yeah <laughs> to her well maybe not worse than i'm so Surprised no one has killed, killed you, but you're a waste of space. Contribute <laughs> nothing to society. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, what the fuck does Kramer do? Like <laughs> the idea that someone ha- that's your neighbor mm-hmm. has the audacity to live in your home as if they like to to treat your home as if they live there. Like yeah. to come in and eat your things. Yeah, and that, that doesn't even ask. That like, is extreme. Like like, right? e- like these characters are like pushing. The boundaries of what I would think would be normal reality, but yeah. I guess not. I guess that does happen to people. People are like yeah. that. There are people like all these people. Jerry also spoke when uh, he would contribute to the writing process. He was a really big fan of the Andy Griffith show and the part of it, how they would typically introduce new characters into the scene by that person just walking in the door saying like, hey, and then the other people would just be like, hey, how's it going? And then uh, now here's Gomer Pyle in the scene, right? Yeah. <laughs> Kramer is a very similar model where he just comes in wordlessly, huge entrance through the door, says, you got any meat? And yeah. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very <laughs> efficient just way. just there, yeah. Exactly, to just work all the characters into the scene. The buzzer right. is also a big thing, too, because they're having a conversation. Right. All of a sudden, the buzzer beeps. Oh, George is at the bottom of the stairs. Buzz him in. Now mm-hmm. George is coming in. Now you have, now you have a basically the last two lines of a, of a sonnet yeah. Before the like before the payoff for that conversation happens and then mm-hmm. they start a new scene, yep. quote unquote. Totally. That's genius. Very theatrical. That you is know genius exactly thing. what they're doing. Dang okay. is okay. So in the context of the entire run of Seinfeld, where does this episode fall, do you think? Is this a like does this episode preclude anything that you see further in the series? Does the series seem to change at any point here? Like, where does this episode fall in Seinfeld? So, I mean, this episode falls really, really in kind of the early Seinfeld vibes. There's a lot more of Jerry's stand-up peppered in throughout. There were three of them. Yeah, yeah. three different stand-ups. I was surprised by that middle one. I think um, in terms of developing the characters at this point, um, George... I don't know if George is unemployed and living with his parents at this point. I think he is. Um, George has yet to work for the Yankees and develop his career. Elaine, I think, is still at Pendant Publishing and has yet to develop her career working in the catalog. 
and Jerry has yet to make it big on TV getting pilot. Mm. So oh, yeah. it's very early in the more character developing arcs of the show. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I said, it, it's kind of Larry David's heyday of 90s writing. Mm-hmm. So he's still very much the head writer and showrunner of the show. It has yet to get into the more outlandish things. But, um, you know, Kramer with his whole breakup scene. Like I said, that scene of him just staring <laughs> into the camera is a yeah. hugely iconic Kramer moment. Yeah. It felt strong. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was surprised. It felt like a really good it. audition. Yeah, yeah, it felt like an audition. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, like, yeah. he's giving it he's all right yeah. now. All right there. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Which is rare to see. First of all, it doesn't seem like you'd see that on this show. Yeah. But also just like rare to see such an incredible performance on television. You know? Right. Yeah. A down the barrel kind of performance like that. Yeah. Usually you would see like, like maybe on an HBO show now, but you're seeing like a character develop over the course of a whole season Mm -hmm. in in like a drama, you know? It was almost unearned. Like, oh, like, totally, right? The, like, <laughs> I mean, they did build up the, like, within the episode, at least, they built up the person he's breaking up with. Uh, they're surprised she's not been killed by someone. <laughs> and that uh, she, like, she and Kramer are terrible together and she's a bad person that no one likes. And, like, that ge- that almost gives reason for what he says to her. But, like, it, it like, just the intensity and, and how fourth wall breaking yeah. that scene is it it doesn't like yeah. it feels too intense it's for the show that it's in very typical <laughs> for a sitcom at the time right sure. really which i think is kind of speaking to just the different ways they try to really change comedy and sitcom writing with this show you know mm-hmm. first it's about mundane things but we're also going to give you very seemingly dramatic performances that are also funny just because of how outlandish they are yeah and kind of they're just relatable enough where you kind of empathize but they're just distant enough where you're like wow he's really laying it on thing (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's interesting too to see the passion dichotomized between the really fiercely angry breakup speech yeah cut scene to another thing and then cut back to Kramer, like, crying <laughs> and begging. Yes. I don't mean any of it. Yes. I love I you. Take it like, all right? back. I take all of it back. I take it all back. Uh, I love you. And then right. he, like, uses his whole, whole, He's got the hands yeah. out. Like, yeah. I love yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was actually, like, beautiful. Right. If right. you can forget what he just said. Exactly. Like, I get why she took him back right you now. Like, <laughs> would oh, you take that guy back? No. No. I would never date fuck? a Kramer. Are you kidding me? Do you think she broke up with him the second time, right? It's hard to say. He definitely said, uh, so we broke up. Yeah. Kind of that guy's way of being like, yeah, she broke up with my Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like he he too proud have done to it. too proud to admit too so proud to admit that he got broken right. up with yeah. yeah especially for the nineties too I feel like that's still kind of a a machismo like I'm not gonna say she broke up with me time yeah here. yeah I feel like that's still now oh, yeah it right? is who it would is. it's such a devastating thing to have somebody say I don't want you in my life anymore. Like, our relationship has been so bad. No, Why are you I do. saying I this you. to me? I was saying you know, it like to the, the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> it is the egg cream. I'm sorry. I don't know why you Have you, you ever had it. an egg cream? Yeah, I've made... Yeah, we used to serve them at the restaurant I worked at in my oh, small town. Ooh. and That's and where then, your loyalties lie. I the see. small town restaurant. I see. I see. <laughs> they gave me my first job and they made me talk to people. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Lisa, go talk. <laughs> they made me wait tables for money. Yeah, <laughs> air quotes air for quotes. money. money. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any of it now. I don't know where it all went. Uh, and and I had to talk to people, and I learned social skills. So it was Ooh. pretty pivotal to my development as a person. Those egg creams were. Yeah, they made you who you are today. I think my Lactose grandma also first told me. <laughs> I, yes, yeah. I think my grandma taught me how to make one too. Oh, I think that's okay, right. Okay. So that's special place in my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the one who broke up with me. 
the the yelling in this episode like elaine and george don't really yell but no. jerry yelling yes. and kramer both are like they I, get fed up for different reasons I, I think as soon as you mentioned to me we would be watching the dog I, the first thing that came to mind was jerry <laughs> yeah. just yelling at the void shut up farfall like yeah which is yeah. a lot of his role in the episode yeah right? is it is it his like the fact that he is a stand-up comedian and he really knows how to do the yelling bit is that like why he does he yells so much? He's not even that kind of comedian. No, it, he yeah. he does. Um, I feel like in the show, especially when he's under a lot of distress, that's when he'll all of a sudden just employ this really over the top, almost falsetto-y voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it feels yeah. it feels stage yell. Right. It feels yeah. like theater. Like <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Right. Exactly. Like that sort of thing. Not like. Which plays to the fact that of the four main characters, Jerry was the only one who wasn't like a trained actor. He was a stand-up comic. That's true. Julia Louis-Dreyfus was already doing work on SNL. George or Jason Alexander was a successful Broadway actor. Wow. Uh, Michael Richards was also. I mean, he was a trained actor. Admittedly, I don't too much of Michael Richards' career before Seinfeld. Mm. Um, But I mean, you can see just how good of a physical actor he is. He's uh, he's checked in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's there. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Is but also, yeah, they're all, like, so talented. Right. They mm-hmm. got these three f- fucking powerhouses. Yeah. And yes. then Jerry. Absolutely. <laughs> Jerry. Absolutely. Jerry in his salmon sweater. <laughs> I thought that he looked is... so good in his mock necks. <laughs> right, no, Are you the kidding The turtleneck me? is a vibe. The Jerry turtleneck <laughs> yeah. in that episode is a vibe. And he, like, he had them in different colors. The yeah. same sweater. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. The first scene with him and uh, Elaine, I guess that's the second scene that he's in, but, uh, him and Elaine, and they're both wearing salmon in it. She's just got a blazer over <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah. Like, oh, so nice. I was just like, oh, yeah. God. This is the most quintessential. This is the look at the 90s. It will never get more 90s than this show. That's tr- like, yeah. uh, I mean, you can't predict the future, but if, if <laughs> 200 years from now, the documents people would refer to to describe the 90s feels like Seinfeld would be the historical like television document yeah. that you Why would point not? to. Because it was the most famous, the most right. 90s, the most like... They, they, there's, they're not fussing with any, like there's no magical realism or anything. No. It's purely like, this is just so... Everything in it is real. Yeah. Yes. Everything in it is real except for the situations and even the reactions. Like, yeah. people would react that way, I'm sure. Like, the only thing that looked not real was that phone that Elaine picked up that had that big black... It was it was, it was was a landline, and it was, but it didn't have a cord on it. It just had that long antenna. Yeah, the, the long antenna. antenna. Yeah. And it was... That it looked fake? Looked so fake. You're it looked wrong. so fake, but My I know it was real. My mom had like that. Yeah. I know it's real. I think one of the other things, too, that always sticks out to me with Seinfeld is I think it's really interesting how... Jerry and Larry, <laughs> excuse me, yeah. David and Seinfeld. Yeah, we'll edit that first one. Yeah, we will. Their, their comedic inspirations were really older styles of comedy. I think David has famously said that he's a big fan of you know older slapstick like Abbott and Costello. Yeah, much more older like kind of golden age of cinema versions of comedy. Whereas I feel like the contemporaries of Seinfeld, things like Friends. Other shows to come out Frasier. of the late Frasier, yeah. uh, even Cheers to some extent, which I mean, that was a little earlier. But, yeah, uh, Cheers, you know, yeah. Cheers yeah. playing into uh, Frasier later. Um, they were much more inspired by shows from like the 60s, the Gilligan's Island, Dick Van Dyke oh, shows. Sure. I, love yeah. oh, yeah. I love Lucy's big. It, it was more seeing, um, I think of Friends especially as kind of like the most contemporary um I don't know if enemy is the right word, but they were definitely kind of yeah. like competing for most popular mm-hmm. 90s sure. defining show. Mm-hmm. And I can friends s- just started later and yeah. then continued on to the 2000s. Yeah. Started later and I think kind of played more into the kind of developing authenticity that played out in sitcoms a lot more. Yeah. Like we're, we're going to have really heartfelt, tender moments. Um, talking about relationships like um, Ross's relationship to yeah. his son versus like the changing parenting situations that there were a lot more interesting topics covered in a show like that, that I felt like had sincerity. Whereas right. Seinfeld was kind of a bit more of a, here's a very neurotic 
single episode kind of thing happening mm. it's a bit more surface level and it's a bit more relatable yeah but it's not like an overarching there I, was also like a precursor to to friends that was like that was living single living single is like the before friends but it was like all black people mm. that was like realism oh. too just to be clear just okay. before we get canceled yeah. um, living I'm... single is also like the same concept of friends but with black people and just did not was not as successful and it but it had that, also that, that sort of earnestness yeah. that that mm-hmm. seinfeld doesn't have seinfeld comes from the minds of two people who dislike humanity right whereas <laughs> yeah um uh Though the other shows come from like, no, there is heart in people mm-hmm. and that's what keeps people together. Exactly. Yeah. I think of these stories and it's like, th- that seems, it's funny, right? And it's very, it's, it's out there. It's kind of relatable and mm-hmm. things happen where it's like, I could have seen that happen. Yeah. But yeah. it's also very self-contained and kind of focuses, again, it's these characters and things are happening to the characters. Whereas I feel like, some of its other sitcom contemporaries, I think of Friends, which kind of inspired The Office. It's oh, kind of sure, these yeah. characters and how they play out in the world. And it also focuses on those really sincere, heartfelt moments, right? Like yeah. Michael at Pam's art showing and being, you know, that, oh, that really yeah. heart-to-heart moment they have there. I think of those little moments that are so dichotomized by, like, the more absurd things happening in the show. We yeah. we have made the claim before that uh, that sitcoms are the best like form of television kind of it's the best like story that you can tell in uh in the way that television airs right now or used I, to air at least yeah. i can see a lot of merit to that claim right uh, it's time so slot. hard mm-hmm. and it's because it's so efficient yeah. yes yeah yeah it's so well rehearsed too mm-hmm. like you have to hit every single beat Every single beat. Yes. Yeah. You can't miss. You can't miss. Like, like if Jerry does, it doesn't yell at the dog at the exact right time. If Kramer is not coming through the door at the right time. If they're not hitting the buzzer. Like, right. so much is coming together for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised they got such well, <laughs> well worked actors. You know. Like, yeah. Um. So, so, so this episode. Um, yeah. Does anyone die in this episode? <laughs> does anyone? Well, I mean, smush. Kramer's girlfriend could be dead. That's true. Oh. I mean, you never see her, right? I'm surprised I, no one's, uh, surprised no one's killed her. Broke up. He's surprised no one killed her. All right, let's say it. Let's say she's dead. She's dead. Yeah. Kramer <laughs> killed a woman. Um, and then the dog definitely. Elaine made references to him humping a lot. So that's true. Yeah. So he's also smushed. the sexual tension between Jerry and that dog was <laughs> off the charts. Are you kidding me? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm really this? trying to work what in is the, this are they gonna fuck <laughs> are, are, is Jerry and the dog gonna fuck the dog that, that by the way that you never see yeah the, the dog is the dog is definitely a man woofing like yeah. no and I love that like too like 100% <laughs> it's a man going woof woof yeah they don't even try to hide no, it yeah. not at all not at all. They don't have like uh, a, a clip of a dog barking no. that they play. No. Nope. They just have a man woofing off stage. Exactly. Exactly. Just like who else would be so? They really they pair <laughs> the parallels between Jerry and this dog and Kramer and his ex are mm-hmm. too similar. They are very similar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and Mary, then also are, maybe, are George and Elaine gonna fuck? That's true. Or did they already fuck? And maybe that's why it's awkward. That's why it's so awkward. I don't know how they're still friends after such time. Because they hate each other, and that's what gives them joy in life, is talking about, like, is, like, hating each other, right? That's what she and, uh, uh, Jason Alexander, George, uh, They hate other people so much more. Mm -hmm. True. And they, and and these are people who just, like, can't focus on positive things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's almost as if positive things don't happen to them in the world or if they do it just they let it fall through their hands like so much sand mm-hmm. oh, like no. they just don't yeah. they they do not grasp to like onto those things they grasp for the negative always which is a shame because i think a lot of positive things happen to them like I don't know. Like, Jerry does really nice. He, like, okay, despite the fact that I think Jerry should stand up for himself more, 
Um, he like he went to go see that movie, which he knows is terrible. Like, how nice is that? Like, oh, who? Well, why would because he... he doesn't want to get caught for having right. already seen the movie. Yes, but now exactly. you're just focusing on the negative. Like, how <laughs> nice that he was like that he cares so much about Elaine and about George. Like, I don't think he decided to go see that movie with George because he just because he wanted to see it. You know, like I think it was also like I know George like is pressuring me to go see this. And I care enough about him to go see this movie with him. Like, totally. and, and I'll lie to Elaine, and I'll obviously go see it with her. You see, know, that doesn't like, sound like a good thing. That right. sounds like a bad thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like maybe it, it sounds is. bad. I'm really trying to make something out of this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of good things that happen through the show, and I, I'm honestly drawing a lot of blanks. I feel like good things are done with ulterior motives in this yeah. show, very consistently. That's the, true. The, they're... <laughs> It doesn't seem to me like these people will do a po- a good thing for anyone. Uh, I mean, I guess it's good that Jerry took the dog, but he did only because he's so passive and won't say no to taking right. the dog. You know, like, at least the dog didn't go to, like, the pound in some whatever city that the flight ends on, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Well, they were going back to New York. Yeah. Where the hell dog. was he? What was he doing? Dog. He was probably... He, he tours. Yeah. Oh, he does comedy tours. Comedy tours. He's, That's pretty he's cool. A, he's a stand-up guy. <laughs> yeah. So, Lisa, the show is a stand-up God comic from New York it. is hanging out with his right, New York I friends. I, I think the, the way they talk about things on the show, too, are is pretty... Is very real, too. There's one moment where they're saying, like, put some Lysol down on the on the paper when yeah. they're talking about him leaving the dog at his apartment. Right, right? yeah. And... And they're and he's like that and make, it's like a, it's like sweat mixed with cologne. It just combines to be one worse thing. Yeah. Right. And I think that's so relatable. Like the 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 things they do are not relatable, but everything they say is like, oh yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. It, like ugh. It's the quick laugh to keep the pacing going. Uh-huh. The one that always sticks out to me is the example much much later in the show where Jerry and Elaine are having a conversation, and they totally break off the conversation because. Uh, Elaine's about to open a thing of juice. And Jerry's like, what are you doing? You got to shake it. And Elaine's like, I am so tired of having to shake everything. And, and Jerry picks up the bottle and just very slowly shakes it back and forth. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is terrible. And then, and then Kramer busts in or George yeah. or someone, right? So it's, yeah. it's those little moments of like a very quick, rewarding laugh. That really yeah. checks out right. for, for this show. Yeah. <laughs> But it's but it is relatable. Like right. <laughs> yeah. I like that they that they don't say poop. That they don't say what was the other thing? Uh, masturbating on yeah, the other the contest, one, right? Yeah, because because we all know yeah. exactly. And it's it's and, being like let in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you if you say the word, it doesn't make it funnier. Right. Like, True. Yeah. Right. The yeah. situation they're in is not about that word, and it's not about. It's not about masturbating. It's not about shitting. Like, those things can right. be funny, sure, mm-hmm. because they're all human experiences. Right. But in this show, that's not the joke. No. And if you're, like, how... <laughs> if you're going to make that the joke, it's, like, wasted. Yeah. That yeah. whole story yeah. wasted. Yeah, because yeah. it's all about the relatability of the perspectives that they have, Absolutely. not about, like, the... The yeah, them dropping the word. That's mm-hmm. a goofy word. Right. Yeah. They're we doing more work do by saying less. Yes. yes. It's they. It's wild how much it's work they must be doing class. behind this. It's thing. a masterclass in how Dang. how everyone should be doing improv and Dang. not telling poop jokes. Yeah. Not True. that I don't like a good poop joke. Okay, I said it here. Whoa, <laughs> we're gonna be holding you to it, Lisa. Hey, Maximilian. Anything else you have to say about? This show, Seinfeld. You know what? I, I've said a lot about Seinfeld already. Lo- shared lots of fun facts about the writing process. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of Seinfeld it out. Hell yeah! A little Seinfeld. Hell yeah. Let's watch something wow. else now. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Put on something else. I said wow, like like Owen Wilson says it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Loki, what? <laughs> we should you should watch Loki. Yeah. yeah and Titans. Yeah. Watch mm. Titans so we can talk about Red Hood. Before we go, we just like to thank. Pay tribute to, I don't know. I feel like it's 
is throwing salt on a fire or whatever. Not salt on a fire. We're putting salt a fire out? Salt on a wound? <laughs> no, not that either. Just it's. I am adding nothing by thanking Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David. You know? In this, I think we it? should thank Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah, <laughs> the episode starred the people that it stars: Seinfeld, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Jason Alexander, and Michael Richards. Thanks for listening um, to season three, episode four. Our theme song was written and performed by Jacob Bernstein. Uh, <laughs> I took your line. You did, Deal with you it. Did. You did. You took it. Should we ask Max where can we find yes. you? Yes, uh, you can find me. Um, Facebook, because I'm not a social media lead present. <laughs> That's right. Do you uh, want people to find you on Facebook? Friend you know you? what? I, I think my profile picture is at least eight years old at this point. Yeah. Do what you got to do. If yeah. I know you, I'll friend you. If not, well, we'll see about it. We'll see, we'll see about it. <laughs> you can find him at Trader Joe's, Lincoln and Grace. You can. Yeah, go With ahead. me. Lincoln and Grace, Trader Joe's. Shoot me up. If you want to hit me up with a Seinfeld reference, we could probably talk for hours. Do some finger yeah. guts. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you can find Lisa on Instagram at L-A-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-A. You can find Adam on Instagram at DamnHD. And you can find Oz. You heard him scratching the carpet earlier. Because <laughs> yes. uh, I feel like he thinks he can dig into the carpet. I don't know what he's doing. He can. You can achieve your dreams, Oz. You can achieve your dreams. You can find him on Instagram at Ozzy the Buddy. That's O-Z-Z-I-E the Buddy. You can find this podcast at Season 3, Episode 4. The words are words. The numbers are numbers. Bye. Bye.